Hey, everybody, we're back. It's Ruminate. I'm here with Rob Lewis, and it's, we've been off for a while, Rob. I mean, uh, how was your how were your holidays? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, yeah, it's been, f- what, four weeks since we recorded? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've had Christmas, New Year. Me and you have bought everything, I think, based right, on the you, show notes. You would, right. You would have thought that we were relaxing and taking it easy, but what we're really doing is we were shopping the entire time. And the reason we have a podcast is so that we don't shop constantly. Instead, we spent four weeks um, buying a bunch of gadgets, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. And if we hadn't bought anything, I don't know what we'd talk about. So, perfect. Right, right. That's why we do it. We do it for the people. (laughs) So, I want to start with and talk to you about a new phone you got, because I want to rewind before we even get there, though, and remind everybody when you got your Android phone, because what was it, September maybe, or August? Uh, it was it was October. I think it was the middle of October. I got I got the One Plus, and the One Plus is is from uh, what was it? it's it's remind everybody what a One Plus is because I, I I know what it is, but it's been a while since we talked about it. Yeah, so it's it's the One Plus Three that I had. One Plus is the manufacturer. Uh, three, it's their third. I, I think it's actually their fourth model of phone, but uh-huh. you know, we won't get into their naming scheme. Um, yeah, and it was a pretty good Android phone. I mean, it's half the price of kind of the premium like iPhone and, and Google Pixel uh, price and it range. Had crazy, right, it had crazy fast charging, right? Yeah, it's got fast charging, it's got 6 gig of RAM, um, really nice screen. It's, it, it was a really good phone up so until fa- four days ago. Right, right. Fast forward just two months and now you've got a new phone. <laughs> Explain to me what happened. Yeah, so... Uh, OnePlus had promised that they would release their Android N update uh, by the end of the year. And they released it on the 31st of December. Um, Now, I don't know whether they'd always planned it to be that day or whether they rushed it out. Um, But I installed it a couple of days later and all I had was constant crashes on my phone. Like, every hour or two. Wow, sounds like they might have rushed it out just to meet, meet their meet their self-imposed deadline. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Um, and to be honest, i i was I was pretty annoyed about it because you know from everything I'd read about people who own OnePluses and stuff, like the company's really good, and you know they don't just rush updates out. Like that was specifically something I'd read. Um, apparently, their software's really good, which it had been up until this point. Um, but to be honest, I I was just kind of annoyed and I'd felt like I'd bought into their phone and their ecosystem and it just wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, right. You know, of course, Apple have messed up OS updates in, in the past, you know, iOS seven was particularly bad and, you know, there's been some other ones, mm-hmm. but the crashes I was having on my one plus, it would lock up. You know, maybe every ten minutes or so, and I'd have to restart it sometimes. Even when you weren't doing anything with it, uh, yeah. Like sometimes I'll listen to a podcast while I'm, go- you know, just before I go to sleep, and I'll just have it on like a you know ten minute sleep timer, um, right? And it would just lock up, and I'd have to restart it. Um, so yeah, I wasn't even really doing anything with it, and it would just lock up. Um, and then when I did get the Pixel, and I plugged it in to do the the data transfer, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, the OnePlus locked up again and just basically crashed. So I had to kind of restart it and do it again. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Is there any way to roll it back, or is this is like a widespread problem, or was it kind of unique to your phone? Do you know? Well, th- there were a lot of problems with the update. Um, there was a thread on the the Reddit on the subreddit for OnePlus, um, which had something like eight hundred comments about various different problems. Um, oh wow! Like big problems as well, like people's phones weren't working, or you know the screen was black and white. Um, you know, there, there were a lot of different problems. I didn't see anybody specifically with my problems. Um, but t- to be honest, I'd, I'd been eyeing the Pixel anyway, and this was just kind of a push to do that. Yeah, and no, I remember the Pixel came out almost immediately after you got your your phone, right? Uh, yeah, I actually I did wait until the Pixel was announced before I bought the OnePlus. Um, right. But I went with the OnePlus because it was cheaper, and I wasn't sure if I was going to like Android or not, or if I was going to, you know, switch back to to iOS. Um, mm-hmm. So it was always kind of part of the plan that maybe I would get rid of it and, and get a Pixel. Uh, but to be honest, at this point, I was planning on maybe waiting until September to see if they released a second Pixel, like a new version. Right. Um, but to be honest, this just kind of pushed me over the edge, and I ordered yes. one on next day delivery. Well, that's cool. I mean, so so I guess you concluded that uh, Android was, you liked Android enough to stick with it, but not so much, but, but you know, this wasn't the phone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, in the same way, you know, that, you know, the iPhone 7 or the 7 Plus, that's like the best iPhone you can get right now. I feel like the Pixel, from everything I've read and seen, um, is the best Android phone you can get. Um, so I kind of just wanted to, if I was going to get another phone, I just wanted to kind of jump to whatever the best is, um, and just deal right. with it. So you got that, when did it come? Like Thursday or Friday? Uh, it came on Friday. So I've had it two days now. Yeah. Your, your delivery guy, Simon came in and pull, came through for you again, right? Yeah. It's exactly the same guy that's delivered my <laughs> iPhone in the past. Uh, I think he's delivered two different iPhones to me. I ch- kind of checked my, um, tweet archive and I could see tweets from like, a year and a half ago, and then like two years previous to that. Yeah, I remember. I remember some of your Simon tweets when you when <laughs> when you tweeted that. I I definitely remembered that that was the same guy that you had, you had had other things delivered by. That's funny. What so so? How do you like it so far? Uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean, the in terms of build quality, it, it's pretty much exactly the same as an iPhone Seven um, mm-hmm. or you know a Seven Plus. It's a lot lighter than a 7 Plus, which is really strange because they're basically the same size. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of build quality, it feels the same. Um, it's kind of weird because the volume buttons are on the same side as the, the lock button. Uh, so they're all on the right-hand side. There's no buttons on the left-hand side at all. Hmm. Um, so I find myself keep reaching around to the left to do the volume and there's no buttons there. I have to kind of move my thumb down to, to do volume. But you know, it's just something I get used to. Right. Well, that's good. Any problems with the software so far? Uh, no, it's been completely solid. Um, as I mentioned a minute ago, the first thing you can you can do this like transferring thing that they do now. Um, so you right. can plug in. You can either do it from an iPhone, which I haven't tried because um, I didn't have one around. Um, but I basically took the USB C to USB C cable, plugged my OnePlus in, plugged it into the Pixel. And it just asked me if I wanted to transfer everything. Um, and yeah, it transferred over all my settings and apps and app data and all of that kind of stuff probably within about half an hour. Oh, that's nice. 
I wish we could we had something like that for for the iPhone where you didn't have to do you know a, a backup that was either coming down from the cloud or off of an off of iTunes. It would be nice if you just had a cable to cable solution like that. And it feels like the kind of thing that should exist by now. Yeah, definitely. And and the experience, like the uh, you know the user interface for it and everything, it was very clear exactly what it was doing um, mm-hmm. on your on the the phone that you're transferring from. It pops up a list. Um, and you can choose to not transfer certain apps or don't transfer photos or the calls list or messages, things like that. Um, so you do get a lot of options to what you can and can't transfer. Okay. So now that you've been, I know we talked about some of the apps and stuff you were looking at in the past, but now that you've been using Android for a couple of months solid now, what what kind, what are your two or three most used apps to that are comparable to something you used to use on an iPhone? Yeah, so I mean, I pretty much use it the same as I always did my iPhone. Um, so uh, Twitter, uh, I'm using Phoenix, which is one of the ones I was trying out originally. Um, I I really like it. It's it, it it works. It does everything I need it to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it gets regular updates and stuff like that. Um, and I mean Reddit again. I found an app that was pretty much the same as Narwhal, which is what everybody seems to agree is the best one on, on iOS. Um, oh, and that's then, of cool. Course, <clears throat> yeah, and then of course I've switched over to things like uh, Google Inbox, which is a really nice you know email app. Um, but as I say, for the most part, I think we've spoken about this before. I don't use my phone for a lot of things. Um, but the things that I do use it for, I, I you know I want those to work really well. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, I mean, I, I think the thing that for me that's been the biggest difference with the iPhone 7 Plus, which I don't hear people talk about a lot, is the battery life. I feel like it's a lot better than my old 6S Plus, and that, that makes a big difference for me because I, I've, I feel like I really uh, burn through the battery quite a bit uh, a lot of days when I'm you know commuting into Chicago and things like that and doing all sorts of things on my on my phone. I mean, sometimes taking, going through the app store and pushing things with workflow into Trello and back and forth. I mean, there's a lot of, I do a lot of crazy stuff on my phone some mornings and it can tend to burn the battery down pretty quickly. Um, but, but the iPhone seven plus hasn't been a problem so far. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's not been super long yet. It hasn't been long enough for the battery to really start degrading all that much, but, uh, it definitely feels as though it's, um, it's, it's doing a better job of managing its power consumption than my old phone. Yeah, definitely. Jess has, has got the 7 Plus as well, and she's seen kind of the same thing because uh, she plays a lot of games on her phone, and, and you know, she'd have to charge it two or three times a day with her old 6 or 6S, whichever one she had. Um, but with the 7 Plus, I mean, she, she doesn't have to charge it anywhere near as much, which is really nice. Yeah, games are definitely a good test of that because especially, I'll tell you, a lot of times if it's something built on Unity or one of those other game engines, those, for whatever reason, those tend to really burn down the battery very quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we got a couple of questions about the Pixel. Um, oh, yeah. Two of them um, are kind of a similar similar question. Uh, Brian and Dan both, both asked about the, the fingerprint scanner, mm-hmm. um, which on the Pixel is on the back. Um, in kind of a similar place where you'd get the the Apple logo on the on the iPhone, um, right. so there's no fingerprint scanner on the front. It, it has that big chin, but it, there's nothing actually on there. Um, and and they were both kind of asking like if I'd got used to it or you know how it differs. And 
to be honest, by like at this point, and it's only been two days, um, but I've really just got used to it already. Um, you know, if I take it out of my pocket, I just make a point of kind of putting my finger there as I take it out of my pocket, so it's already unlocked. Uh huh. Does it? Do, can you record several fingers like you can on an iPhone, or is it just one particular finger? Uh, yeah, you can still do uh, multiple fingers. So I've got you know both my index fingers, um, j- just those two to be honest. Because um, one of the features I like about um, Android, which kind of answers uh, Brent's question, which was what's my favorite feature that's not on the iPhone, um, I can give it trusted areas or trusted devices. Um, so if I'm connected to my Echo, it keeps my phone unlocked. So I don't have to put my passcode in. I can just swipe up from the the home screen, like the lock screen. Uh, So it's not expecting a fingerprint or a passcode or anything. I can just basically keep it unlocked when I'm at home. Oh, that's nice. Especially since obviously your Echo is at home. That's effectively the same as as geo-locating your phone at home so that you don't have to use a passcode when you're at at your house. Yeah, exactly. And it it does do both. You can do... Uh, trusted places as well um so i have i have work set as a trusted place because you know there's only a few of us i i trust my co-workers um but um but yeah that that's a really nice feature to just you know okay i'm at home my phone isn't locked so if jess needs to grab something or you know needs to look at something she can just unlock it without having to you know know my pin code or put fingerprints in the settings yeah no that would be nice i would really like to have something like that on the iphone well, that's cool. Any, did you get any other questions, or is that about it in terms of questions? No, it was just those. Um, as I say, Brian and Dan's were kind of similar questions about the fingerprint scanner. Um, but yeah, like I, I've got used to that um, really quickly. Actually, I every now and again I still try and go for the, you know, the the bottom of the phone in the center. Um, yeah, but I'm sure you know. Ask me again in two weeks, and I'm sure I won't have been doing that again. Yeah, I can I can see the middle of the back being an okay place for it, just because uh, you know you dip your hand into your pocket to pull it out, and your your hand is you know one of your fingers is probably going to be somewhere near the center middle of the back of the phone if you if you do kind of the screen in thing that a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the other nice things about it being on the back is you can swipe down on it to get notifications to come down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I can swipe oh, that's my cool. finger over the scanner. And it will just bring down the notification. I don't know what it's called on Android, but you know your notifications and stuff like that uh, from the top of right. the screen. No, that sounds cool. So we probably ought to move on because we actually have a list of other stuff that we wanted to kind of talk about that we've been trying out. And one of them is I'm talking to you from a brand new MacBook Pro. Um, I got a 13-inch MacBook Pro, kind of fully loaded for that model. Um, mainly because of weight more than anything else uh, and the fact that I want to be able to use the touch bar uh, when I'm reviewing software that that uses the touch bar because it's very hard to uh, have anything to say about it if you can't try it uh, notwithstanding the simulators you can get uh, that will work on you know a Mac screen so I um, I picked that up I got it right between Christmas and New Year's it, it finally showed up so, so you've had it you know a week or so maybe a little bit longer now um have you? How much are you using the Touch Bar um, be, beyond things like play and pause? Because I guess you know you obviously are going to use that anyway. Right. Um, so far, not a lot, but 
also that I have not been working a lot over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I took it pretty easy between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so I haven't been doing much other than setting this up because I did what I do with phones, which is set it up fresh as a new computer. I didn't do any kind of transfer of um, files or anything like that. Uh, so instead, I just set it up, and, and it, you know that takes forever. I mean, it's as as painful as that can be with an iPhone. It's much more painful with the Mac, I think, because you've just got so many settings, and you know maybe you have uh, Hazel rules or keyboard keyboard maestro things or scripts or wh- whatever it is you have. There's I think there's more room on a Mac for you know little. Little thing, little uh, customizations that people have, and you, I'll, I'll, every time I think I've got everything set up the way I want it, I'll find two or three more things that I haven't done yet, and have to go back and set those up. Plus, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's one of the problems I always have, and and, and I do the same as you with with Max. I will set them up fresh, um, and I think one of the biggest problems is that there's not one central place to get apps. Um, so obviously, you've got the App Store where you'll get you know, your standard apps that are available there. But then as you say, you've got something like Hazel, which maybe you didn't buy from the app store if it's available, or, you know, as you say, you've got scripts and all this kind of set up. It, it, yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot longer to, um, to get, to get a MacBook set up. Yeah. I, I'd say my apps were probably about 50, 50 between the Mac app store and off the Mac app store. Uh, so it took a while to do all that. And then, you know, there's all the email accounts and all the other things you have to log into. So I haven't used the touch bar a lot, but I do, I have really enjoyed having the um, the touch ID. It works a lot faster to unlock your computer than something like the Apple watch, which I do use too, but I like the, um, the ability to put my, just, you know, put my index finger on there either to unlock my computer or buy something online. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm interested in. And I think I'll probably, you know, hopefully they'll update it this year, you know, give it a, a bump or, you know, version two or something like that, you know, probably towards the end of the year if they do. Uh, and I might get one then. Um, you got uh, you got AirPods to go with this lovely new MacBook as well? I did. Those actually showed up first. Those showed up, um, oh, I don't know, maybe a week after we last recorded. So right before Christmas time. And they are by far the best Bluetooth headphones I've ever used. Um, I've been using Bluetooth headphones for at least a few years now. And these pair more quickly. Uh, the switching devices is finally not a hassle, which is probably the biggest thing because I used to, I, I just would have Bluetooth headphones that I would use with my iPhone and I would never hardly ever switch them to a Mac or my iPad or anything else just because it was so difficult to get them to unpair with one thing and then pair with another without a lot of flipping switches and, and repairing and all that kind of thing. Um, instead, you know, the, the AirPods, they take whatever your Bluetooth pairing credentials are and they, they, uh, they get synced over iCloud and they're available on whatever devices you use. So I've had no problems at all with moving from one to one to the other. And I've been, I've been amazed at the range. Um, you know, we live in a two story house with a basement and I can put my phone like upstairs in the kitchen, which is kind of in the middle of the house. And uh, walk pretty much anywhere upstairs, downstairs, and there's very few places where the audio starts dropping out. Whereas with Bluetooth headphones, just kind of leaving the room, they would start cutting out on me. Uh, so the the range is pretty incredible. Uh, I have the battery life is great. 
I do have a lot of anxiety about losing my 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 case because uh, part of the, you know they're they're so convenient to use now and they're so uh, I use them a lot more than I ever did any other Bluetooth headphones. So I use them in a lot more context than I would with my old Bluetooth headphones. So that as a result, I find myself leaving the case with the AirPods in it all over the house and in different pockets and different places that I know I'm just going to lose them at some point. Yeah, it's it's interesting the like the main feature and i think i said this on twitter like the the fact that you can switch between different devices so quickly is like the key feature of airpods um you know everything else like the little charging case the fact that they're just buds that are wireless that can be done by other manufacturers reasonably easily if they wanted to but right the pairing and switching between, you know, an iPhone and a Mac and an iPad or whatever, that's something you're only going to get out of the AirPods. Right. Right. And I, I you know, the, I was going to say that the fact that you can pull one out to pause is, is just brilliant because, you know, if I'm sitting around the house and using regular headphones and someone in my family wants to talk to me, you know, it's like, all right, fumble for the phone, fumble for pause, pull the he- headphones completely off my head. Instead, all I just pull I pull one bud out and I can hear someone, which is really a lot easier and faster. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm kind of eyeing them. I mean, I'm probably not going to get them because I I don't get a lot of the benefit from them um, using Android. Uh, did you see the the review that I think it was Android Central did for the AirPods? Um, no, I didn't see that. And they they tentatively kind of recommended them. Uh, to Android users, and the comments were just a complete mess. Um, oh. I, I, the, the review seemed perfectly reasonable. Like basically, they were saying that these work really well with Android if you're just looking for a pair of Bluetooth headphones that have got decent battery life, and and you know, I think the pausing and stuff still works because that's all done on proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty funny to see. Uh, to see an Android site reviewing them and actually recommending them. Yeah, the the other thing that works really well is the microphone. I've only done I've only gotten one phone call uh, while I was using them, and I was amazed because you, know, you I don't know you know you see people this is and this this should be a lesson to all those people who talk to their phones like it's a, like it's a slice of pizza because the microphone's you know way up by your ear because the only this the the little stem coming out of the earbuds is not very long. Uh, but it's perfectly, perfectly uh, good. I mean, everybody, the, the person I was talking to had no problem hearing from me. And I actually talked on a um, on a FaceTime call the other day with Federico, and he was using his, his AirPods to talk to me, and I, I couldn't tell. I mean, it was perfectly clear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's actually something I've noticed with the, uh, the Jaybird X2s that I've got. The microphone is terrible. Um, if somebody phones me and I've got those on, I just don't answer the call <laughs> and I wait until right, I that's take what them I, off. Right. I mean, that's another little little hassle of Bluetooth headphones that I used to do the same kind of thing where the phone call would come in. You're like, okay, quickly open up your phone, switch the input from the you know from the Bluetooth headphones to the phone, pull out one of the ear po- the, you know one of the buds out of your ear and hold the phone up to your head because using using the microphone was not very good. Good, and I think do you do you do the Jaybirds where you have kind of the the strap behind your neck? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't done all. I haven't like clipped it up or anything. Um, yeah, 
I kind of just it's so that I can basically take them out and leave them like hanging around my neck. But yeah, I do, I do have them behind my head. Right, which I think is part of the the issue because I think those have don't they have the microphone next to the next to the controls kind of on the um, on the strap? Uh, yeah, they do. So I think you know part of it is that. Um, but yeah, the, it's partly it's behind. Just, it's just not a very good uh, microphone, I don't think. Right, and it's slightly behind your head, which can't help either. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, all right, it's your turn. What? <laughs> tell me about your new. Uh, was is it a backpack or, or or a shoulder bag or what? Is a yeah, it's a shoulder messenger bag type thing. Um, I've been in the market for a new bag for a while because uh, I did have a, a Timbuk two messenger bag, and I've had that about six years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great when I got it because it was when I was at university and I had a lot of stuff to carry around. But now I'm you know just go to work or whatever. Um, I don't need a bag that's quite as big. Uh, and then I saw uh, Forgotten Tao tweeted uh, that he'd bought this bag and he'd done a load of research and this was the best bag. So I just trusted him and ordered it. Um, and yeah, it's a really nice bag. Um, as I say, it's pretty small. Like you can't get too much in there. Um, you know, it's got a little laptop slot and it's got a few pockets and stuff. But yeah, it's it's perfect for what I need. Now you're keeping us in in, in suspense. You got to tell us what the bag is. Ah, oh, of course I have. Uh, it's, do you know what? It's because I was reading it on the show notes and forgot we hadn't actually said it. Uh, so it's the uh, Book Shadow. Um, Book is a company. I think I had a MacBook case from them a long time ago. Um, you know, but they're really good quality. They're reasonably priced. It's not not too expensive. Yeah, they've been around for a long time, and I've looked at them from time to time. And I don't know why I've never gotten one, but they. Uh, I've always been kind of impressed with, you know, the options that they have both in terms of, because they're designed specifically for Apple products, which is nice because if you've got an Apple laptop, um, you know, it'll fit perfectly in there. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I wanted something that um, that would fit a 15-inch because I think I'm probably going to get a 15-inch laptop next year or I guess this year now. Um, but, you know, even even with the 13 that I've got right now, it's not, you know, it's not sliding around too much or anything it's um yeah it's it's a really good bag no that's good i i had um it's funny because my current um messenger bag is a timbuktu like your old one and it was designed for a 13 inch probably pre it's i've had it for a while so it was it was definitely before um the last it was at least three generations ago so it was built for kind of a thick 13 inch and when I got my 15-inch Retina MacBook Pro, it fit in there barely, um, but it was really snug. And now uh, this new 13-inch fits perfectly in there. I, I mean, that's one thing I forgot to mention was that what's amazing to me about uh, this computer is how light it is. Um, it almost feels like a toy. It's, th- you know, it's only three pounds, which is one pound more than the combination of an iPad Pro and a smart keyboard. So it, it feels a lot like... It used to be when uh, you know deciding whether to carry my 15-inch MacBook Pro or my iPad, there was a huge difference in weight because I think that weighed maybe around five pounds, I want to say, uh, as opposed to two for the iPad combo. And and now the the difference is so slight that it really doesn't. It's really not that noticeable to me. Yeah, it's really light. Uh, the guy there's a guy at work that's got one, and uh, and, and yeah, it's 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 amazing that they've been able to make it even smaller, but kind of keep the you know screen size and the keyboard is still a reasonable size. Yeah, and it's it's a big switch for me moving to a 13 inch, and I haven't done anything yet with it that 
requires a lot of a lot of um, screen real estate. I haven't used Logic or or Xcode or anything yet, so it remains to be seen. Jury's still out on that as to whether that it ends up feeling like a hassle. Uh, but I can see myself at some point wanting to get an exterior monitor, for, you know, external monitor for this, uh, so I can do some work like that without feeling a little cramped. Yeah, that that'd probably be good. Um, so you've bought another Apple product. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of I pent up demand for sure. I one of the things I'm doing this year um, at Mac Stories is writing a lot about health and fitness apps and kind of a big overarching project that I've been developing over the last few weeks. And um, I think central to that for me is going to be using the Apple Watch. And I've I like my original Apple Watch, but with uh, with T, with Watch OS three, it was starting to use, it was running out of battery like seven or eight o'clock at night, many days, especially if I had any kind of workout on there, um, it would, it would run out of battery. So I went out and got myself a new, I got a little money at Christmas time and I went out and bought myself an Apple watch, um, series two. It's really, in some ways it, it was, it was, it's a weird purchase because it, it feels just like the old one. It doesn't really do anything that the old one doesn't do. I haven't, I mean, obviously it's, it's swim proof, but I haven't gone swimming. It's got GPS, um, which I think probably helps it track a little better, but I, it's been so cold here. I haven't really been outside running or anything like that. So uh, it, it hasn't changed other than the fact that when I go to bed now, you know, maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night, oftentimes I'll have 40% battery life or more. Uh, and I could probably get, if I had to, I could probably get through two days um, on the same battery life. So it's the battery life is huge. Yeah, it definitely seems like, as you say, it's kind of a weird one because it's basically the same thing. Um, but, you know, with battery life and GPS, if it's the kind of things that you're interested in, it's, you know, it's obviously definitely worth the upgrade. Um, yeah, and that's one of the things that was killing the battery before is that the, the workout, when you're doing any kind of workout on the Apple Watch, it does really grind the battery down because it's, you know, it's doing your, uh, taking your pulse a lot more regularly and it's, do, it's just doing more things. And it, it tends to... Um, really chew up the battery and what I've been doing is using my walks down to the train station as walking workouts which I wouldn't do before because I knew that I'd get to work and my battery would already be at like 70% or something like that and I'd have to charge it at work and it was just a hassle so uh, now I feel like I can pretty much start a workout any time of day whether it's just a walk you know a half mile walk to the train or something or whether it's um, exercising at home or something like that. Yeah, it sounds sounds really good. As you say, it's nice that you can actually use the features all the time, rather than like making a conscious effort to kind of make a decision. Oh, I'm walking now, but then I don't want to kill the battery and stuff like that. Right. I don't have to think about it as much, and and that's good because one of the things I'm doing is I'm testing out a bunch of Apple Watch apps, so I'm I'm fiddling with the watch a lot more, and you know, just lighting up the screen that often tends to uh, run down the battery as well. Cool. Um, should we talk a little bit about gaming? Um, yeah, you, we should definitely talk about gaming. You, you, you got something else. I think I remember you mentioned this probably on another show just before Christmas. But you've you've got a PSVR now. Yeah, I got that for my kids for Christmas, and well, I suppose it's also for me as well on some level. I haven't played it a lot, uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a great great experience. It's I, I really like Job Simulator. That's probably my favorite game so far. 
Uh, my kids talked me into playing some horror game on the demo disc that freaked me out. I almost I almost put my head in through the ceiling. Sure. Uh, because <laughs> you, you see these creatures show up on like over your shoulder. Um, and that was pretty terrifying uh, the first time it happened. Uh, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. The game experiences aren't as deep or as rich as something you know a, a regular PS4 game like Uncharted or something along those lines. Uh, but they are a lot of fun, and uh, you really do kind of get into very quickly get lost in the whatever the the world is that you're in. And Job Simulator, you know, you're just doing things like you can. They give you tasks to do, and you're doing things in an office or in a convenience store, and you know, a customer comes up, you can throw a hot dog at them, and I don't know. It's just yeah, I've worked retail, John. I know how it works. <laughs> I'm I'm that guy who throws the hot dogs at the customers. Sure, uh, it's it's just feels good to do once in a while. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. Um, I think I'm probably going to wait, you know, either to a version two or until you know the price drops a little bit more. Um, but you know, I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, you know it's really cool. I haven't tried this, but my kids have, and I've watched a little bit because you know you can watch someone doing it on the TV screen. It's you don't get the same experience, but there is a, a PSVR level or or component to Battle Star Wars Battlefront, and you get to fly you know an X-wing in battle, and it looks really cool. That well, that's been that's really neat. Well, that just sounds uh, really cool, and maybe yeah. I want to order one now. <laughs> it's a lot of chords i'll tell you it's a lot of chords this is not the the one of the problems with this i think is it's not the kind of thing you would want to have necessarily in your living room where you know where you have snake snaking chords all over the room um but we've got it down in the basement and so it doesn't really matter it's just it's out of the way it's out of sight it's not like people tripping over chords as they pass through the room every day um it's we can just kind of keep it down there and it's not too much trouble yeah, so talking of Star Wars, uh, I played uh, Lego Force Awakens over the, the holidays. Um, and I don't know if you've played any of the Lego games, but this is easily one of the best Lego games. Oh, um, really? I, I have played them, but not in quite a while. Yeah, th- this is um, this is a really, really good one. I mean, I think it's the combination of the fact that, you know, it's, it's the newest one anyway. Um, and just all the features that Star Wars affords, because you can, you know, you've got flying around in an X-wing. You know, as you said about the PSVR, you know, you've got lightsabers, you've got guns, um, you've got loads of different environments. Um, so yeah, I played this probably for like three, four days straight. Um, you know, six, eight hours a day, and actually did some damage to my hand. I think. Oh, um, but yeah, it's definitely worth it. I mean, it's you know it's been out a year or so now, so it's pretty, it's pretty cheap anyway. Um, I think you can pick it up for like fifteen, twenty dollars or something like that. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really really good Lego game. You know, I would think that the Lego games would be really good for VR because you know one of the things is that they got to they've got to keep a really high frame rate so people don't feel feel ill, and as a result, sometimes the um, you know they have to dial down the um, the graphics a little bit. Um, and just given the blocky, colorful nature of Lego games, I think uh, could probably get away with doing a VR version of those pretty well. Yeah, I reckon they could probably do that. That's probably a really good shout. Uh, maybe send an email to uh, to Lego and see what they say. <laughs> if I can convince them to do it, I know you'll be buying one the next day. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and I also, uh, I know this is something you've been playing as well, but I finished uh, Unravel yesterday, which is a little... Uh, kind of indie platformer game 
Yeah, that's a cool game. I mean, you play this, you're this little yarn guy and you have to navigate through the outdoors on a bit of a quest, right? And, and you have to use your yarn to um, repel between obstacles and get over, get over creeks and, and move around the, this world. Yeah, there's there's also um, you, you may not have seen this, but kind of some of the later levels, you get to the point where you have to be very efficient with your yarn as well. Uh, otherwise, you can't reach the next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so you then like have to kind of double back on yourself and untie some knots that you've tied to make sure you can actually reach the checkpoint. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a combination between kind of fun platforming and you know puzzles and it, yeah it's just a, a really really nice game and it, it looks beautiful as well yeah it's a really well done game uh i i think i picked it up last summer i believe when er, pretty early on when it first came out and i've played i haven't played all the way through like you have but uh, i've enjoyed playing it it's just kind of one of those very mellow games that you take at your own pace and and I, like you said it's a, it's a combo platformer puzzler and i like the i like the puzzles they they're really clever yeah, there's <clears throat> especially when you get really stuck and like you know I get frustrated and I go you know, get a drink or something and come back, um, and then I realise how to do it and I'm like, oh yeah, it's me that's the idiot. Like I should have noticed that <laughs> straight away. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's and it's interesting. It was pub- It was it's definitely an indie game, but it was published by EA, uh, which isn't really known for supporting indie games. So it's kind of nice to see a big big publisher like that. Um, you know, taking a risk on on a game like this. Yeah, definitely. And there's been some some talk that apparently there's going to be a sequel um, in the oh. next year or two. Um, so that'd be pretty nice. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll definitely grab that when it comes out. Now I know that I like it. Mm-hmm. Have you um, totally switching gears? Have you started uh, watching Westworld yet? I finished it. Oh, good for you. I, I feel like I'm going to go back now and rewatch it. Cause I, did you listen to the Reconcilable Differences where Merlin and John Syracuse had talked about it? Uh, yeah, I did. That was uh, really, I thought that was a really good discussion of the, of the show. And there was so much that they talked about that I feel like I missed when I watched it the first time. Yeah, did you know that there was the after credits scene on the last episode? Because I didn't. On the last episode, no. I, I, I think they did that on, maybe not all the episodes, but several and i i saw some of them but i didn't see oh, that one i should go i should I, go back i didn't realize there was any i thought it was only on the last episode i feel like i've missed uh, a lot of stuff i'm uh, pretty sure that it's on other ones too although uh, i might be wrong about that well i'm gonna have to go back I, as like you though i feel like it's the kind of show i want to go back and watch from the beginning again yeah um we, we won't we'll avoid spoilers because um that's, that's unfair. yeah it's um yeah it's still pretty fresh and new i I was not into it after the first two episodes. It took me a while. I mean, if you are thinking about watching, give it at least three or four episodes before you abandon it because I was not that impressed with the first episode. And it took me a while to, to, after hearing more people talk about it, I thought, all right, I'm going to just keep going a little bit further and see if I get hooked. And I got hooked pretty quickly, but it took at least a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that was about it for our media and things that we've bought um but uh it's a ces week yeah and people are trying to come up with things for us more things for us to buy and i'm pretty sure that i'm not going to buy any of these this i i feel like this year has been the worst like ces in terms of these stupid products um you know i think because like the internet of things is really taken off and everything needs to be connected um including right. tea and your wine 
um, and your underwear. Uh, it's it, we really have reached kind of peak. Uh, just everything is terrible, and everything's got connectivity for no apparent reason. Well, in order to get get some attention, I think everybody goes to the extreme. I mean, did you see that laptop that I that picture of that kid holding that laptop that basically stretches from his neck down to his knees? I did. I mean, that's the biggest laptop I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not even sure what the point of it is. I mean, yeah, I it's a I, gaming it's a gaming laptop, I think. I mean, how is that any better than just a big model? Well, I guess you've got to carry around the computer a bit as well. I don't know. That just looks ridiculous. Um, and the yeah, it's, the three screens laptop as well. Right, that's from Razer, and that's a prototype. That's not actually being <clears> built yet. But um, right. I, I, and I'm not really sure how that works. Whether those those side monitors fold in or what. Yeah, I couldn't quite work out. I was just laughing at the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, I, I think the one that that most people um, latched onto pretty early was the the Wi-Fi enabled hairbrush from Wythings, which is oh, now owned by Nokia. Yeah, finally. Well, now you, I you know, and I feel left out because I just don't have enough hair to need this. I mean, it would, I would just, it would probably the the hairbrush would just mock me every morning. I, I, I as you say, I mean, I think. A lot of companies are doing it just for the attention because it's CES week and there's, you know, thousands of press all just trying to find stories. Um, yeah. Why these hairbrushes on sale, though? I got an email about it the other day. Sure. Because okay. I have a scale. I have one of their scales, which is, mm. a, I think, a good a good product. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what I mean. Like, this is what makes me feel like they're just doing it for the attention because, as you say, why things actually do make decent products. Right, yeah, but theirs is on their website now already. So, uh, if you if you need, I, I think they call it like the it's it's like a hair co- Wi Fi enabled hairbrush coach. Um, it gives you advice as you comb your hair. I right. think. Right. <laughs> as I mean, I as you would expect. I mean, anybody, surely anybody who's got the money to buy a Wi Fi enabled hairbrush. Is probably old enough that they already know how to use a hairbrush. <laughs> yeah, I, Owen told me that it, it tells you, it, it gives you advice about what hair products to buy. Oh, sure, yeah that that was <laughs> that sounds fine. <laughs> so it's 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 synergies with the uh, shampoo market. Sure, of course it does. Um, and now then the, there was uh, the the smart belt. Oh, no, um, I didn't just, see the belt. Yeah, so it's, I think it was called Welt. Uh, the smart belt, and it's supposed to manage calories somehow. I don't. Yeah. Well, and I, I will. I will point out that the the underwear that you mentioned is not Wi-Fi enabled. It what it's it is it is designed to protect you by shielding you from cell phone radiation and Wi-Fi signals. Right. Of course it is. You know. <laughs> I. I'm not even going to go any further than that. Say other. It's just shielding your bits. Yeah, perfect. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and get a ticket to CES next year. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it does. It does. I always feel bad for people who go to that. It just seems ridiculous. I mean, what was kind of interesting this year, I think the part that was useful maybe uh, was that there was an awful lot of talk about Alexa and the Amazon Echo. It seems like everybody's trying to incorporate that from car manufacturers to appliance makers. Yeah, that's definitely something that seems to be good that's come out of it. I mean, like a lot of the stuff I see at CES, I'm just hoping that some of it actually ships. 
because um, I think a lot of this stuff you see it and then it just fizzles out and that's the end of it. Right. Well, I can't. I, I can't stop looking at this stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking at the the solar the solar hat that charges your phone. Right. It's a baseball. It's a baseball hat with a solar panel on the bill, and a and a cord that snakes from the back to your iPhone or or. And I'm sure that it's uh, it works for all smartphones. Yeah, I just I, th- I let's just <laughs> let's just leave it there. I think um, we'll we'll pop some links in the show notes. Um, yeah, we've got a good to... we've got a good Twitter thread from the internet of stuff. <clears throat> that's that's yeah, that's a very say. polite way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the actual account, but no. we'll we'll show it to you. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll link it in the show notes, so you can check it out. So um, I think that probably wraps pretty much wraps it up for this week i know we were going to try to talk about rogue one but rob hasn't seen it so i can't talk to him about it he needs to get his at he was he was busy playing lego games i already i already went to the cinema once I, I, all right <laughs> <laughs> well that was the last time i went was i don't know when i went i guess i went i think i went the first weekend it came out i went on sunday uh not the first day but i went a couple of days after it was out yeah, and no, in all fair, I was planning on going to see it. Uh, Jess doesn't want to see it, so I was just going to go by myself. Uh, and then I got ill the last few days of holiday, um, so I didn't really want to go and sit in the in the cinema being ill. Yeah, if there's any time of year when I do go to the movies, it's this time of year because it's so darn cold and there's not a whole lot to do. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think I'm going to go to the cinema and see it now because uh, I, I think it comes out on, I like you know. I can download it and or you know buy it from iTunes or whatever in about May time. Yeah. Uh, so you know it's it's only a few months away now. Um, I'll probably just wait until then. Yeah, it's worth watching. I mean, it's not of the level of a regular you know core Star Wars movie, but but I like it. I enjoyed it and I I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. Um, but as I say, I'll probably just wait for the the home video release and yeah. uh, and, and watch it then. So cool. Yeah. So uh, show notes will be at ruminatepodcast.com slash 36. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at RMNOSUK. And John, where can people find you? I'm at John Voorhees, J-O-H-N-V-O-O-R-H-E-E-S on Twitter. And my writing's at maxstories.net. Perfect. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Talk to you later, Rob. Bye.